Leaders in Worship podcast, episode number 11. Welcome to the Leaders in Worship podcast. Our goal is to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. I'm your host, Matt Perkins. I want to thank you for listening. We have a great show today. We have with us recording artist Brothers McClurg. They are worship leaders from Buffalo, New York on the Integrity Music label, and they have a great ministry and uh, do a great job leading people in worship, and they are actually at our church in Orlando, Florida. And they're going to be ministering in our service. So uh, they took a little bit of time and just shared with us and just shared the journey that they've been on as worship leaders. Hey, before we get to that interview, I want to mention a worship conference that's coming to Orlando, Florida, February 28th through March 2nd. This is going to be held at Faith Assembly in Orlando, Florida. And this is going to be a worship conference you don't want to miss. We have some incredible guests that are going to be with us. Uh, Ricardo Sanchez will be with us and his team, and he'll be doing a uh, night of worship as well as just sharing with, with worship leaders and people on worship teams. We have Rory Noland, who is the author of The Heart of the Artist, and uh, we also have Jared Anderson. Hey, and just this past week, we have added Jake Hamilton to this worship conference. Jake Hamilton of Jesus Culture Music. Jake has just a powerful ministry, and I am sure that you are going to love this conference. We have over 25 breakout sessions. We have uh, Christian Dentley of the group Take Six. We'll be talking about vocal arranging for your worship team. LaRue Howard is a worship leader uh, from Orlando, Florida, and God's doing some incredible things in her ministry and a worship leader association that, that she's doing in the Orlando area. She's going to be sharing on leading worship. We have a, a leadership coach and mentor that's going to be coming in and talking about how to do, define some of the things that are the top on your list of defining what what has God called you to do and and what is the best way to narrow those things down and be off to the races doing what God has called you to do, uh, minimizing distractions, improving your level of leadership. This is going to be a phenomenal conference. This is for any church size. If you are at a church of 50 people and you're trying to figure out how do I just move to the next step, um, or if you're a church of several thousand, we believe that this is going to be some uh, information and things that you can, one, be refreshed and be ready to uh, tackle what God has for you, and also you can be developed in your gift. The cost of this conference is $79. If you include the discount code, when you go to consumedconference.com, consumedconference.com, you can register right there. There's all the information on the conference. But if you put in the discount code LEADER, you can get $10 off your registration. And if you're bringing a group, there is uh, discounts for 15 or more. If you have 25 or more in your group, it drops further. We want you and your team to be a part of this conference. It is going to be incredible. This is the third year of our conference, 
and uh, we're just excited of what God's going to do. Well, at this time, we're going to go and go to our interview with Chris and Anthony Hoisington of the group Brothers McClurg. Um, thankful for them taking the time to share with us about the journey that God has them on and what they are doing in the area of worship ministry. Let's go to Brothers McClurg. Well, uh, Relevant Worship is kind of how we, how we started. We were doing uh, a college ministry uh, in our hometown, and uh, it grew to be more than... It started out as a college ministry where we'd meet every week and have a service, and out of that grew uh, an outreach ministry that we were a part of starting in Buffalo, where uh, churches from different denominations would get together in the city, and we would do outreach uh, to... Um, the downtown part of Buffalo, which is still going on today. Um, many, many testimonies of how God has uh, just done things in people's hearts right out on the streets of Buffalo. We just had a heart to see God move in that city, in that region. And, um, you know, we, we never really intended for things to go beyond that. You know, we felt like a lot of our friends and people were leaving to go to other places for opportunities. And, and we felt just ourselves like God was calling us to to stay in Buffalo, and it felt kind of weird because the economy is, we've been living in a recession in Buffalo long before the recession ever hit, and yeah. we had a failing football team, all these things, <laughs> you know, but we just kind of felt like, you know, I kept having that scripture, you know, I want to use the foolish to confound the wise, you know, and the places where people least expect God to do something is sometimes where he moves. Yeah. And because we've kind of lived out of that mantra, we've seen God do amazing things in a, in a church or in the city of Buffalo. So out of that, you know, Integrity Records approached us while we were playing at a festival in around the Buffalo area and, and said, hey, we really like what you're doing. We like what you're doing with your ministry in the city. You know, we'd love to talk to you guys about, you know, partnering up. And in the process of that, uh, my grandparents and family had a, a gospel band in the 70s called the McClurg Family Singers, and we grew up the first five or seven years of our lives being on a motorhome watching them sing around the country. And uh, Jay King, the head of A&R there, uh, randomly brought up our family's name, like, hey, what about McClurg Family Singers? That kind of has a cool ring to it. Uh, and uh, Anthony and I looked at each other like, really? You know, <laughs> we thought about going with that name, but everybody always took it as a joke. Like, what is McClurg Family Singers? You know, they they would throw it away because they think it's a Southern gospel group and not yeah. like a rock band or whatever. So we ended up morphing it into Brothers McClurg because it's us leading worship together and, and kind of carrying on the legacy that our family had started. So... We ended up, ended up leaving the name Relevant Worship and going to Brothers McClure, but we're still under the Relevant Worship umbrella yeah. as a non-for-profit and still a part of what God's doing there. So it's kind of a small... That's awesome. Worship. Now, one of the things when when we were talking earlier, um, yes, you have a, you know, on Integrity Worship and on their record label, but you guys are still involved. This isn't just you're out doing you know, one-off dates, you know, doing concerts and everything like that. You guys are involved every weekend in ministry and in the local church. So what, um, how often are you out and uh, when you're at your, your local church, you know, you had mentioned this, this wasn't something you really even, you weren't, 
gunning for a record deal or anything like that. You were just worshiping God and seeing God move. So tell me a little bit about what you're involved in your in your home churches mm-hmm. and that area. Yeah, well, Chris leads at two different churches. He leads in the morning at a free Methodist church and then at night <clears throat> at a Presbyterian church. I lead full-time at another free Methodist church. So between the uh, two of us, I think, I believe uh, our hearts are deeply rooted in the local communities. I think that's where it starts. And I don't know that um, we would necessarily have it any other way. Um, I believe like writing worship songs, the, the lifeblood of what you can pull from just being in community is yeah. so important. You know, you're in, you're in, you're not just walking into a church and saying, here's our night of worship for you. And then we'll see you later. Yeah. You know, um, we're in with the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah. Um, and so a typical month for us really is we're gone about a week, uh, doing some dates at different churches and then we're home the rest of the time, um, you know, in our local communities. Uh, it's really where, it's really what keeps us, um, grounded. I mean, nobody knows who we are, so it's not grounded in the sense of like having big egos, <laughs> but in the sense of, uh, spiritually connected to a community. Um, and you're right. Like we really weren't looking for it. And it's been something that we've had to make room in our lives to, to, um, kind of explore what God wants to do. It always feels a little awkward to be away from home. Um, and ministering in other communities because who are we, you know, but we feel like God has given us a message to say and a platform to say it from and whatever that looks like. So we're just trying to be faithful and honoring that, you know, and we often feel like uh, um, we feel blessed and lucky to be a part of an integrity uh, label and um, the the people there that we've met, just, uh, you know, other artists and writers, we often feel like, what are we doing in the room, you know? <laughs> they, they, they invited the wrong people, but um, no, that's good. And, and we're excited to, uh, to be a part of it, so. Well, one of the things that really stood out to me as we were just talking and, and we spent the day, actually, you're going to be uh, ministering tonight in our, our service mm-hmm. uh, at our church here in Orlando, but... We we're talking about the different expressions of worship. I mean, even, you know, you're at two different churches, Chris, in one day. And obviously, it's not something you can base off of a response from people. So how did, what goes into your process, thought process with that? I mean, I think for me, just in general, every, every week I try to get there early and just kind of spend time in prayer, you know even before I started leading worship in both of those settings, just kind of spending time with the people and getting a pulse for what uh, God is doing there, you know. And there's definitely a rhythm that every church functions to. So it's like, God, help me move in the rhythm of your love and help me prepare the kingdom for these people. Help Help me be able to help them receive what you have for them. And a lot of the times that means, I think, shepherding them from where they're at, you know, finding Mm -hmm. out what works for them. And by the end of the service, taking them to a place where they're open to receive a new message and a new song from the Lord. You know what I mean? Because our songs are not just uh, 
even the songs we don't write. You know, like yeah. you hear a song that somebody else wrote and say, man, I really feel like that's something I want to say. Right. And and I think bringing that heart of realism to the table of any denomination or setting that you're in is um, people sense that right away. So it's a fine line from from going in and saying, God, what, what would you have for me for these people praying that every single week? Because you have to take off your hat of one and put on right. your hat of the other and realize, man, if I... Something that God, a word that God gave me at that other church is not the same word that he has for this church. Right. Or, or it could be the same word, but said in a slightly different mm-hmm. way with yeah. a different personality to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, God, who am I in this community? Even as we're here tonight and I'm on the stage, I'm like, God, who am I in this setting yeah. with these folks? What is the what is the piece of the puzzle that I have to bring to the table? Yeah. And sometimes that'll come out in moments of, spontaneity and free worship where God gives you a chorus to sing. But we also believe that God is in the planning. He's in the details of, of, uh, of the service. So for me, it really means that I have to go in and really be aware of the spiritual indicators that are happening in the room. Even if people necessarily, I mean, you can sense and sometimes when people are getting it and when they're not getting it, you know, even if they're not really an outward expressing type of church you know you can you can have those conversations and figure those things out but it really starts with shepherding them and saying god i want to take them where they're comfortable but take them to the place that we feel like you want to take them by the end of the service yeah and i think for worship leaders that you know if you're listening today and you are leading worship in a in a church and maybe you've been frustrated because you've brought it down to a style, wanting to incorporate uh, a certain style or a certain certain sound. But as Chris was just saying, it's taking the time, hearing the voice of God, but also hearing and being aware of the sound of that house and mm-hmm. being good. aware of the culture, the DNA of that church and not try and, you know, we as worship leaders, worship pastors, our job is not to hijack a service and mm-hmm. take it in a different way. Our job is to find, okay, what is God saying? Sure. Um, what has God said to the, you know, the pastor or the shepherd of that that church, and and then be able to find that and go go with that. It's funny that you say that because our our record is called Join in the Sound, and it's all about the fact that we all have a voice to contribute to the conversation. And how see, some worship leaders even go their whole life as a worship leader not really tapping into the voice that God had for them. Right. But to me, when I think of joining in the sound, it, like you said, I don't think of coming in and running the show or running the sound. You're facilitating. Right. And you're joining into the conversation of that house and those people. You know, and um, like one of the lines in the song um, says, you know, uh, you know, what's the second verse of that song? Let me move in the... Yeah, let me move in the rhythm of your love. Prepare yeah. the way as your kingdom comes. Be the voice that I will carry. Fill this place up with your glory. Just being like I walk in here tonight and say, God, you know, let me be a person that carries your voice Yeah. That to the sound of what these people need to hear tonight. And right. help me not to dictate that sound. Help me... Help me say things that bring that out in people, but to join in to what's already happening. Right. That's that's the difference, yeah. you know. And to me, when I think of that song, it's more the message of the song than the song itself being that great. 
as what the song says, is that we're here to join in the sound with you tonight yeah. and be a part of what God's doing here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, and I've shared with our our team here that basically our role and our function um, we're not any more important or uh, because we're on a stage we're we're just we're another type of usher. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have greeters at the door in almost every church you walk into and and they're greeting people, welcome, and then you have ushers that that bring them on in you know, to the service, they find, find a place. We're just a musical usher, you know, and we're just taking, we're taking that ushering on to one, one another, you know, another step and taking another step further. So what, what do you feel, I guess, as the, that sound or that message, um, what do you feel that God has really put on your heart to say to the church as a whole? Is there one Maybe one message, or is there something that's really burning in your heart that that God's been speaking to you either recently or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for us, we've always felt like it. It really need pe- people need to be encouraged to express themselves, and 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 use their voice that God has given them. Some people, like we think about, you can think about how. There, scientists are still discovering in space sounds that have never been heard before. Right. And there's, you know, millions of sounds that creation makes. Uh, they have sounds where they can actually hear plants growing. You know, we don't stop long enough to, <laughs> to do that. But, you know, like, I think God has given in creation everybody, every single thing, a voice to yeah. contribute to the overall worship back to Christ. Some people die with the voice still in them, never yeah, fully wow. expressing that. Yeah. And, um, and, and so we're not talking about necessarily walking into a worship service and telling people, you know, your voice, you got to use your voice to sing. What, I'm, what I would say is that we're hoping that in, our pre, you know, in the presence of God, you would find that voice that God has given all of us to express and use it, you know, like the Bible says, if we don't, then the rocks will cry out. They already right. are. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing that. Um, we want to be called, we want to, we want to join in that process. We want to be a part of, of God's kingdom moving here on earth. I mean, he certainly doesn't need us to be a part of the kingdom movement, but he invites us. Yeah. You know, I often think about, um, you know, what's been on my heart so much right now is the fact that like every time we come to communion, I think of the story where King David goes out and finds Jonathan, uh, Jonathan's son, Jonathan, you know, King David and Jonathan were best friends growing up. Jonathan's son gets, as a baby gets crippled when they're trying to run out of the palace, you know, he's ostracized to a community of, you know, individuals that weren't important at that time. David sends out a servant or someone to find out, seek out his son, Jonathan's son, and bring him back. And then says, for the rest of your life, you will eat at my table. And I feel like that's, for me, worship and community uh, with God is that he finds us, he seeks us out. And then he says, you know, I know you're crippled, I know you're broken, but you will forever have a place at my table. You have a voice. You can talk around this table. Yeah. and um, have conversation. So encouraging that in, within Christians, hey, listen, use it. You know, you have it. God has given it to you. He's given you a gift. Let's join in it together. God chooses to use you. 
to be a part of furthering his kingdom here on earth. So that's what I, I mean. What, it's a burning what would you say to maybe the worship leader or um, person that's on a worship team that might be listening to this podcast today and maybe they're in a, a situation or a season when, and they've been facing some tough times. You know, you you mentioned, and we were just kind of joking about it, but you you walk into these things that God has blessed you, and you're like, "Whoa, God, this is this is overwhelming what you're doing." Uh, but maybe there's some people that are listening, and they've been in a tough season in their life, and just going, "What am I doing? What would what would you want to say to them?" I, I mean, for me, it's been a tough year in my local church. I'll just speak out of you know. So as a worship leader. It's been a long year for me, uh, just stuff within the church and, and leadership. You know, you, nobody likes comment cards. Nobody uh, digs, like, um, tension between staff people. I mean, if we're just being honest, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, it happens. Um, but I feel, I feel like if you're called to something... Um, you know, every weekend that it was like, man, it was weighing on my heart to get up there and have to lead worship. But man, it was the weekend really sucked, to yeah. be honest. Or the week really sucked leading into it. Uh, I just feel like God called me to this place. And if everybody could do it, then they would. Right. But God called me yeah. to this. Well, that's good. So I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, not the person that's complaining. If If he could do it or she could do it, then they would be doing it, yeah. but they can't. So somebody has to lead it, you know, and somebody has to get up and say, here's where we're going. And in our weakness, you know, we are made perfect in our weakness. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when we're even feeling that strain or that, you know, we're drained out or we're stressed out, uh, you know, in a way we count it all joy, as Paul says, that in our, in our, um, in our weakness, we are made perfect because mm-hmm. God, we rely on it. When we're sitting in a room full of integrity, people that have made great songs and have written a lot of stuff and have shaped, actually, you know, you can literally see how they have shaped worship music. Yeah. You think about, I'm just relying on you, Lord. You know why I'm here. I yeah. don't necessarily always yeah. see it. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, I'm just going to lean on you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, think you gotta, and I think you got to realize, too, that maybe you're there to what God is doing through you is, is helping shape where the church is headed, you know, and yeah. you know, the, you always say in, in leading worship, you have to, you have to go where other people haven't been, you mm-hmm. know, in order to lead them deeper. Yeah. And sometimes that means that you're the one standing in the water, encouraging them all the time and, and not really seeing a whole or feeling like you're not seeing a whole lot of fruit from it. Yeah. But sometimes God calls us to be that in that season kind of set the tone for where God wants to take it next. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And, and that might mean that you're there for a long time. That might mean that someone's going to come after you and reap the goodness of what you s- yeah. sowed, really. Yep. You know, I could think of a church I was at where it was a, that was a scenario for a year and a half. I butted heads with a senior pastor, and I loved the guy. And I would go in the office and be like, man, what do I have to do? to make it work, you know? And he loved me because he could see my heart in it, even though it was so hard. Well, after that whole scenario, and I left the church, you know, the board kind of told him, like, listen, if we're going to bring another worship leader in, you got to kind of, like, 
you got to give him a little bit of room here to do his thing. I mean, yeah. it's not like it was 20 years ago. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know that's being a little really honest about it, but maybe you're there to set the tone for what God's going to do next. And God's yeah. only going to, now that I've left that place, yeah. God's blessed me even more. Yeah. You know, and I realized the guy that came after me, man, things are a lot different for you. You didn't have to go through what I went through. <laughs> well, and I, I was sharing with you guys yeah. uh, when we had lunch together that, you know, we went through, there was a season in our lives that, that you looked at and just said, okay, God, I'm just, I'm just going to lay it all down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and whatever you have, this is not about me and you're going to get the glory in this. And so I'm just going to suck it up and keep on trucking and doing what you've called me to do. And, um, so there are seasons that you go through that are difficult seasons. And man, there, there are times when you might be facing some really tough things going on in your church. Uh, maybe you're getting a little bit of static, a little pushback from things. Um, but if your heart is pure, always going back to the, the fact that we are called to serve the congregation. We're called to serve the vision of the house, making sure that that relationship, if there are uh, issues in your relationship with your senior pastor, going back and just being willing to just lay it down. And uh, so if you're listening today, um, you know, this is a, a different type of, of podcast. And, you know, we've gone through different steps of you need, you know, three or four steps in in doing this. But sometimes we just have to just stop and say, you know, God, yeah. um, this this is not about me. The only way that I can advance in my leadership, the only way that I can advance in who I am and what I'm called to do is just by surrendering everything to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, guys, I want to just say thank you because just in, um, we just met a few hours ago, we talked on the phone, but um, I want to thank you for your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you're, you're doing what God has called you to do. The reason why you have a seat at some of those tables where you're saying, you know, what, what are we doing here? Um, is because God sees your heart mm. and He hears the message and He hears the songs that He's birthed in you. And so He's just creating a larger platform mm. to get that message out. And so I want to say thank you. Mm. And uh, if you are listening, you need to make sure that you go to iTunes, to your local Christian bookstore. Um, what tell us about this project as we kind of wrap up? I'm going to go into. You guys had your sound check. I'm going to get my sound check. <laughs> so, but uh, tell us about um, tell us about your CD and uh, yeah, it's called the Join Join in the Sound, um, and uh, it's just a, a very unique expression for us. We've gone through quite a journey making it, but. Uh, basically what we've been talking about. It was birthed out of um, contributing your voice to the conversation, and don't be afraid to do that. Uh, God has given all of us that, so we need to express it. So that's basically the theme of yeah. the, the whole record. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you so much for, Thanks, uh, for being here, and uh, we're going to go into our worship service, actually, for... Uh, uh, for us that in our service we're getting ready to head into but uh, guys I want to say thank you and uh, I am I am going to just continue to to pray with you guys yeah, that there's definitely. great things ahead and uh, God's going to do some awesome things so, thanks man thank you thank you well I want to thank Chris and Anthony for taking the time to be with us and and share their heart 
They have uh, just an incredible ministry, and I'm sure that you are going to enjoy their music. Go to iTunes. You can pick up their information. It's Brothers McClurg, and also in the show notes, we have links on our website at leadersinworship.com. Hey, if you have a question or comment, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email me at matt at leadersinworship.com and uh, shoot maybe a question, a comment, uh, some things that you would like to see, topics on upcoming episodes, and uh, we are excited about that. Don't want to forget the Consumed Conference. Uh, if you have the time in your schedule, you can be in Orlando, Florida, February 28th through March 2nd. It's a, a Thursday through Saturday. It's going to be a life-changing event for you and your team. So uh, don't forget the discount code LEADER and you'll get $10 off of your registration. Well, God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. Hey, if you would uh, be so kind as to go to iTunes, and you can leave us a starred rating, maybe a review or comment about the podcast, we would very much appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have an incredible day and an incredible week of ministry. God bless. God bless.